One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. That seasoned commentator is Alex Kane. He's available to have a conversation with us on the U105 phone in. Good morning, Alex. Frank, to seasoned mean old. I mean, you've just been very kind to me. <laughs> mature. It does mean old. It? Mature, yes. Vintage, veteran, yes. I, I know what you mean. You're from the same Good era morning. as Chris Majimsi. I'll put it like that. I, I would be, yes. I would be, yes. <laughs> Alex, it's one of these days where you get a sense that the local council elections are more newsworthy than they would be at some other times. I know they're usually lumped in with another more interesting election or more pressing election. But th- this year, uh, you know, yesterday, because of the political situation we're in, I think people are genuinely turning up the volume a bit more on this one. Well, they are, it, it, it's a more interesting one, Frank, for, uh, and you're right, somebody, because we're, the, the, the talks process, the latest, the newest, begins on Tuesday. And the figures will have an impact on, on what's happening because, um, you know, parties are doing well. If, there's a, if there seems to be a surge in the middle of the ground, parties, that will have an impact on the talks. If there seems to be that there's no change at all in the DUP Sinn Féin, that is an impact. If Sinn Féin, who seem to, we, we don't know for definite, but they seem to a little bit better getting a vote out yesterday than the union aside, if they just nudge ahead a little bit more, that all these things have impacts, and that's what makes it interesting. And also, when you look at the English local government elections, you know, you, you've been told, you know, the Tories and Labour both taking a hammering, and yet many of those councils, right, the, the, the turnout is between to the 25-30%. Here, we seem to be 51-54, something like that. So, there's, there's an interest in which you wouldn't normally expect in local government, so yeah, that, that, that could be important. Do you expect there to be anything newsworthy at the end of the next couple of days where there's a wow factor? Well, I think what you have to look at, there are two things. If you go back to um, like for like, the, the, the last local government election in 2014, um, DUP and Sinn Féin only had 47% of the vote between them. Add in from then to, the, um, to now, um, that vote in, in the two assembly elections and the general election, that joint vote has gone up to 65%. So it will be interesting to see if that pattern holds, and it, will, it would suggest, you know, if it's, if it's moved up 2 or 3%, it would suggest that pattern's holding. It means that the, the, the DUP and Sinn Féin could be on course to pick up a lot of seats they weren't expecting to pick up, which means that's going to be a very bad news day for the SDLP, for the UUP, maybe potentially for Alliance. And that too sends a message, Frank, because on the back of Leila McKee's death and on the back of the fact that we were having talks, on the back of the fact that you get sense in the past two weeks people talking about we need change, we need to be seen to be doing something different. 
if, if, if it's the case that at the end of this, by, by tomorrow sometime, we're all saying, well, it's just more or less exactly the same, the DUP Sinn Féin continue to consolidate everybody else. That sends a message about the talks process because both those parties will take it as a mandate to, 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 to keep on doing what they've been doing because that's how they've grown. In England, what we've seen is the Liberal Democrats have acted the middle ground there. Has, 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 has gained I mean, at the expense of the other two because it has certainty. So what you're seeing across England is, is people thinking, oh, well, okay, well, we, we're getting something here. You know, the, the, the other voices have been listened. We have the certainty of what we want. If that doesn't emerge in Northern Ireland, it makes it very difficult for a talks process because the big two just simply say, well, you know, look at our mandate. We've just increased it again. You talk about us having maybe a 51% or so turnout, much higher than many parts of England. However, the reality is that one in two people don't vote. Is it misleading to suggest that those who are interested in Sinn Féin and the DUP do make an effort, they do get out and they do vote, whereas the majority of people who don't vote would have no time for Sinn Féin or the DUP, so it's therefore the lesser parties who are losing out from the other 50% not voting? I, I, I think that's true. I think for, for the, particularly the Sinn Féin, the DUP over the, the past few years, you and I have had this conversation before, it's a numbers game now. If you looked at the, the uh, Mary Lou McDonald, Michelle McAveen in there, in there when they, after Michelle O'Neill, when they were talking about the launching their campaign, it was about, you know, this is time to move in a border poll, time Brexit has done so much damage, we need to unite the country, we need to stand up for Northern Ireland as a, you know, blah, blah, blah. On the DUP, you have Arlene Foster in her press launch going, a vote for any other unionist party or any other unionist ca- candidate is giving sucker to uh, Sinn Féin's divisive border poll. So basically, that the, the, the message of both those parties, nothing to do with local government. It's simply how you count the numbers at the end. And I so said, that does make it genuinely difficult. For, for that middle ground. And the other thing worth bearing in mind in, in terms of the, the, the 50% of non-voters or whether it's 40% you know, in some other election, people keep telling me, frankly, they say, oh, well, if all those people came out, that's where the change would be. They would make the change. Actually, when you drill down into those figures and when you do some, there has been some research done, it's a huge mistake to assume that non-voters, you know, because I hear sometimes the LCNS SDLP Alliance Greens say, oh, if we could only mobilise these non-voters, that would be a huge victory for the middle ground. There's actually no evidence of that at all. There's a lot of evidence which suggests that many habitual non-voters, you know, particularly post-1998, actually despise the system. Uh, in, in some cases, they're, they're the Republicans who don't think the unionists should be involved in government with them and vice versa. So a lot of people, the so-called non-voters, a lot of them are much more hardline, Frank. So, um, and I think when people say, what, why does the, the, the middle ground never materialise? I actually think the middle ground, with maybe one or two percent difference, has probably peaked in Northern Ireland. I, I think it's almost like a mythic. It's a unicorn thing. It's, we, we, people keep thinking it's there, but in election after election after election, the middle ground, the so-called moderate liberal progressives, they're not there, which is why. It's not that the Alliance and UUP and SDLP are bad at what they do or bad policies. It's simply because that in, in hard electoral terms, the DUP and Sinn Féin have set out a very clear picture of opposition to each other, mutually contradictory positions with each other, 
And they are building support in that, Frank. That is the most astonishing thing. That's how they're building. They're building on being opposed to each other, not on bringing people together. Uh, and finally, Alex, two individual names that may or may not make headlines. Well, they will make headlines regardless of how it goes uh, for them today. First of all, Barry McElduff, former MP, now trying to rebuild his political career as as a councillor. Speaking locally to people up in his neck of the woods, they reckon he'll win uh, just so easily it'll be beyond belief how many votes he'll get. Do, do you do you do you agree with that? I'd be very surprised if, he, if Barry didn't. Um, um, the key thing for him, he, he made a mistake. He accepted the mistake. You know, he it, it ended his, his 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 parliamentary career. But on the ground, he is very popular. You know, it, it's just one of those things. People seem to like him, and in, in elections, Frank, that's one of the key qualities. It, particularly in PR elections, you know, you know, even excluding Barry, but simply PR elections, when you have three candidates from the same party. Quite often, if you look at the ones who are, seem to be popular on the ground, popular with local people, they have the edge there. So I think Barry is is just, I mean, I've had to work with him in the past. He, he is, he is likeable, he's entertaining, he makes the occasional mistake. But I think he has that, that friendly voter appeal, which will see him, I think, very comfortably elected. Uh, and the other character who will make the headlines, Alison Bennington, the DUP's first openly gay candidate. Will Alison Bennington get elected, do you think? I think she has a good chance simply because the, um, the, the DUP vote, they, they, they've learnt, um, they're, they're, they're good at voter management, they will have looked at her background, they will have looked at the the, where she stand in the DEA and so on. It's important for them because they, they made an issue of it, you know, at the, at the launch, Alison was sitting up, I think, two seats away from Arlene. She gave an exclusive interview to, to the Irish News, like the day after, which is obviously given with permission of the DUP's press office. They're, they are expecting her to win, but again, they will be looking at the numbers carefully. If there's any, if she wins, but the vote has gone down slightly, or if she wins, but they seem to have attracted votes or one vote from somewhere else, then they're taking a risk, Frank, and they shouldn't have to. In 2019, I'm sorry, no political party should be having to take a risk on the, you know, the, the sexual orientation of a candidate. That, that just strikes me as absurd anyway. But if, if she gets in reasonably comfortably and has attracted votes, it makes it easier for the, some people in the DUP who are thinking on a more broad theme of how you expand the pro-union vote to say, well, actually... Our core vote is not upset about this. Yes, there may be an evangelical wing of the, of the Free Presbyterian Church who are not happy, but there are only 10,000 or so Free Presbyterians in Northern Ireland, frankly. If the DEP have to take an electoral risk, and Bennington does reasonably well, I think Alison will... And also the very fact, you know, that, you know, she seems to be comfortable enough. She seems, knowing what the party's policy is supposed to be, she seems comfortable enough to be a candidate and not hide, not hide her lifestyle. And I think if she wins, that in itself, she becomes an important voice. It's the old you know, Barack Obama thing, be the change you want to be. And maybe they just think, well, if, if she's there, she's turning up at council meetings, she's turning up at you know party meetings and, 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 and getting a wider profile. That in itself helps. I think the DUP are doing a very sensible thing and long overdue, mind you, but it, it, it's, I think it's, it's the right thing to do. OK, Alex, thank you very much indeed. Alex Kane, political commentator, on a day when the votes are being counted at the local council elections. Uh, good morning to you. Are you the sort of person who's excited by this? Or are you saying, what, was there, a, 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 was there an election? 
When was the election? Is that is that your attitude? Uh, some of you, of course, haven't a clue uh, what's going on. And that's worrying. That is concerning. But uh, everyone's a citizen. Uh, 02890 is our number. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You can let us know what you think. 